Illegal Pete's is back, and we are so pumped to have them on board again. As you guys know, the pandemic shut down lots of restaurants, and Illegal Pete's was one of them. They've been back in action for a while now, and we couldn't be happier to promote them. They have a bunch of awesome new stuff going on, including their sound check promotion, which is an ongoing promotion at all locations that offers a free draft beer or house marg with purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same-day ticket to any event. So jump on that if you're starting to go out and do things again illegal Pete's can hook you up they also launched their party margs during the pandemic which are 32 ounce house margaritas four times larger than their normal one you can get stuff during happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m every day one dollar off all drafts one dollar off house and coin style margs twenty dollar party margs one dollar off large chips and queso as well just a bunch of awesome deals right now. Also, apparently their queso is really great and people love knowing that. So now you know. Head on over to Illegal Pete's and get yourself some awesome food today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley for a Tuesday episode for you. Um, should we start with Tom Wilson? He is the topic of the day. Yeah. I mean, so, nothing going on in Avsland yet. They're practicing. Uh, they have an optional practice uh, going on probably now-ish. They probably take the ice in like a couple of minutes here. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we are slated for a 2 p.m. Whatever 2 PM they media feel call. like telling us. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Miska was the third goaltender added to the roster sometime this morning. Sometime after 6 a.m. Uh, because that was when I went to bed and last checked the waiver wire or checked the AHL transactions. Yep. And uh, there was nothing on there yet. So somebody woke up early this morning and got Hunter Miska in a car on the way to California. So good luck to him. Drive safe, bud. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> that's what we know for the apps. Of course, we'll update you. Follow AJ Hayfley on Twitter. I'm sure he'll have all the details. Yo. Would would uh, Devin Sheely had a had a final this morning? How'd it go? Ooh. Hopefully, well. I want to I want to know how the final went before we start getting into the divisive stuff, because we can we're always here to pump uh, pump the tires of our peeps and lift each other up. But well, however you did on your final, you did better than the NHL's decision with Tom Wilson. Man, that's my opinion. There you go. <laughs> so. <laughs> Couldn't uh, couldn't be NHL level bad on that one. Uh, fuck yeah, man! 
it, which awesome. easy life. Yeah. Congrats on the straight up. Very easy. Um, if you haven't watched the Tom Wilson incident from last night, go watch it. Uh, we're not going to play it on the show because we'll yeah, get copyrighted. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll go look it up. Uh, Wilson, to sum it up, uh, gets so it's in- kind of a two part incident. Yes. Man. Yeah. There are two parts to it. First of all, <laughs> while play is going on, Wilson is battling for position in the creech with Pavel Buschnevich. And the way the play develops is they're fighting for position. Wilson kind of ends up tangled up with Buchnevis, gets his stick over his head and pushes him down by his neck to the ice, mm-hmm. which is dicey. But eh, and then he sucker punches him in the face while he's on the ice. This is where my problems start. Yep. <laughs> because we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of interactions in the NHL. In in and around the crease that start like this. Yep. But where he crosses lines is where my problems with that start. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this is basically my entire problem with, with the play is Buchnevich, but uh, it, the play continues on uh Obviously, the Rangers watch Tom Wilson push Bushnevis to the ice and sucker punch him. So everybody starts getting into a tussle. Artemi Panarin comes in, tries to engage with Tom Wilson. They they engage. Tom Wilson, being a significantly larger human being than Artemi Panarin, pretty much just throws him around like a doll. He throws him to the ice twice, I believe. Panarin having his helmet come off bangs his head against the ice. He gets right back up. In the immediate, it wasn't, like, seriously scary or anything. But now Panarin expected to miss the rest of the season, which is four games, but, you know. yeah. Um, It it sounded a lot more dramatic when you you tweet out Panarin is expected to miss the rest of the regular season, and you're just like, Oh dang, that's serious! And then you're like, "Oh, the rest of the regular season for the Rangers is like a week." Yep. Um, so, so we have no idea how serious that is. Right. That could he could be you, totally fine, or <laughs> I don't uh, personally. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. what is it? And I and and I think I think what what scares people in general is the way that the NHL does punish injury. Yep. And. <clears throat> You know, it, it, because we say, okay, well, they're enabling Tom Wilson when they when they do this stuff, uh, when they when they fine him five thousand dollars for what happened with Buchnevich and disregard him picking up and body slamming Artemi Panarin into the ice, you know, but and then and then he rolls into the penalty boxes and fle- literally is flexing and playing to the crowd about it, and it's just like. Here's, we, so, you know, the NHL has a super villain now. Look, here's here's the thing in my mind. I don't really have a problem with what happened with Panarin on this play. Um, it, a player has a right to defend himself, and Panarin came in, and they were mutually agreed, essentially, to tussle with each other. Yeah. 
now you can make an argument that there's a there's a case of needing to protect your opponents to a certain extent in hockey that there's a kind of unwritten rules about that and that Tom Wilson was clearly the bigger stronger guy there but I don't really have a problem with the stronger guy winning a fight it's unfortunate the way that Panarin got thrown to the ice and his head bounced against it but those things happen in a scrum you, to a certain extent, I can I can understand that, even if it is scary. So, I don't know. When I first saw it, I saw the Panarin stuff first, and I was the camera angle that's kind of on the ice level where you were there behind bodies. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't look that bad. I, I but don't the th- camera angle, the the other camera angle that's further away, where you can see him like grab him by the hair and like like, and that's when he like starts to body slam him and like flip him. I I think I think when I saw that camera angle, it made me really uncomfortable because that's like I completely I I think that. I think that I have a real problem with it, man. Um, because I that's that's a total disregard for that person's safety whatsoever. Like there's defending yourself and then there's I'm I'm trying to hurt this person. And I think that that's where he went from. Like their scrum up until that point is extremely normal. Disregarding the Buchnevich stuff, which yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, Yeah. like I think we're on the same page with that one. But the Panarin stuff, I started out with you on the Panarin stuff because the one camera angle looked like like he they were behind they were behind in the body, you know, in the whole scrum of everything. You couldn't really see anything, and all you could kind of see is like the body slam of Panarin. But then when there was the reverse camera angle, and you see him, you see him like pull his hair. And like pull it, like like pull the head back, and then just pick him up, and it's just like he's trying to hurt the guy. And look, like let's be real, like we're all Colorado peeps here, so we all remember what happened with Steve Moore, and I think we're all probably a little annoyed that there have been comparisons to that. Yeah, to because not, this isn't nothing even like it's not alike. It, it's not even in the same stratosphere uh, as as that. But I don't. But Wilson has every right to defend himself. Panarin jumps him from behind because of the Buchnevich stuff. I completely agree that he has every right to defend himself. Does that does defending when when does defending your when when do you go from being the guy defending yourself to the to the aggressor? Because when it's a guy when you're going when you're Tom Wilson who's a big dude and you're going up against a guy who's 170 pounds wet. You know, it's not going to take very long for that for that to switch. And you can't blame Panarin for defending a teammate because what he did against Buchnevich wasn't wasn't cool. But I think I think the I think when they went from I think when they went from like tussling, like a very normal scrum behavior to grabbing the head and pulling it back and picking him up and throwing him down. That's, I just, I just don't feel like that's, you can't make an argument that that's still defending yourself. Like at that, at that point, you're trying to hurt the dude. 
if you're the stronger guy, how different is that? And I agree the hair grabbing is a is gray. It's a gray area for sure. But what is the difference between lifting a guy up and throwing him compared to trying to punch him in the face? I don't think it's that different. Um, with the I Panarin... Mean, there, are, there, are, there are rules that are in place like that allow them to exchange punches in the face and then they go to the box and stuff. But like that's an accepted part of the game where like, Hey, if you guys are throwing punches at each other, then, you know, you guys, you guys have, you guys have agreed to do this, to engage in this behavior. I don't think our Timmy Panarin, when he, when he, when he sees Buchnevich getting smashed into the ice and he just reacts and he goes and he's, he's not thinking I'm our Timmy Panarin and he's Tom Wilson. No, I, I understand. And my point is, I don't think there's there's certainly not a rule against taking your opponent down to the ice if you're already like in a fight. <clears throat> now, yeah. I will say to Chad's point, there were a couple of situations, even with Panarin, where he takes Panarin down and then continues to try to punch that dude in the face. Yeah, now he doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop at, at that point. And it's just like... What are you doing, dude? Like, are you trying to kill the guy? Like, what's going on here? And we that... don't we, we don't understand. We don't we you know we're not Tom Wilson. We can never tell what his mindset is. But it's also like, like this is also a dude that gets no benefit of the doubt, right? Yep. Because we've seen him, we've this seen is... him consistently have no regard whatsoever yeah, I... for the health of other players. And trying to hurt them. I want to talk more about that in the Buchnevich side of it, but it's the Panarin thing. I'm not too. I don't think it's that bad. I think the the sucker punches while he's on the ice are just as bad, if not worse, than him getting tossed to the ice, even if it is, you know, grabbing the hair head kind of thing. Um, if the NHL wanted to fine him or give him a couple of games for the the Panarin thing, fine, whatever. I I wouldn't have any problem with that, but. The fact that he only got fined five thousand dollars for taking Buchnevich for all of this, putting his head to the ice and sucker punching him, a lot of this happening while play is going on. There's no, there's no excuse. There's no case at all for trying to protect yourself against Buchnevich uh, with a guy who has a ridiculous history of doing stupid things, particularly when it comes to hitting people in the head. Yeah. It's unacceptable. I, I, I went to bed last night, and I was like, they should give this dude 20 freaking games. And they gave him a $5,000 fine, as someone said in the chat earlier. You're telling me what Tom Wilson did in this hockey game is the same as Nathan McKinnon throwing a helmet at a dude? Get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's the and the sucker punching a dude's head is literally the thing that the NHL continues to preach about what they don't want in the game, and yet they just let it happen without a suspension. And and like my point exactly is with oh Panarin's going to miss the rest of the season. There's four games. They could have done the exact same thing with Tom Wilson, and people probably wouldn't have loved it, but. The NHL gets to have their cake and eat it too, where they can suspend Tom Wilson for the rest of the regular season. It doesn't affect Washington in the playoffs at all. And they at least said, hey, you can't do that. 
So just for the record, uh, my chuckling was not about the discussion, but was about uh, the viewer commenting on Rudo's dog toys on the floor. Oh, aren't they pretty? And being distracted by them while they're trying to that, watch the video. This is the, my dog is the Tom Wilson of dog toys, okay? Like, he does the dog toys what Tom he, Wilson does he, the hockey players. He has, he, Rex has no regard for the toy safety. Yeah, exactly. We have to buy new toys every month because there's nothing left of them. So. Do you guys at this point, do you just have like the subscribe and save option on Amazon where it just sends it to you every uh, once a month? Not even. We we have a the monthly bark box. Thing. Oh, you get three perfect. toys, yeah. Every that's month. <laughs> so, three toys so that lasts Rex what, like a day? Yeah. <laughs> at toy lasts him like forty five minutes, really. <laughs> like and then he just like plays with the carcass for the rest of the month. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> But Rex for king of the game. You confirmed. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm extremely disappointed in the Department of Player Safety. That it really, it really sends a really like it sends a really weird message because they're consistently going to bat and protecting this guy and not. Any of the guys that are being played that that he's playing against. Yep. So I'm. I don't know. Um, like yeah, like like when Landy when Landy like separated Connor Garland's Connor Garland's spirit from his body, it was a little bit different. Um, I recall <laughs> Connor Garland still had his helmet on. Yeah. And. It's a little different, but I can. There's certainly an argument to be made that they're they're similar. Um, I think the thing that that bothers me about the Panarin stuff is there was clear. I it, to me anyway, it looked like there was clearly an intent to injure. Um, yeah, yeah. I I would agree that I would agree that injuries, um the way that they punish based on if a guy gets hurt or not is absurd. Yeah. Because Keegan, Keegan Colasar runs Bowen Byram and, you know, has a pretty questionable high hit on him. Keegan Colasar doesn't even get a call from the league and Bowen Byram has been out for two months. Yep. You know, where's the justice in that? And that's, that's the other side of it is, is as Chad is is talking about. Eventually, someone's going to take justice into their own hands, and that's not what you want how, either. Well, how do you how how like he's Tom Wilson? The league does not have guys like that anymore. It, like it, like there's like a like Ryan Reeves could beat him up. You know that. Well, or, that's the fear is right. Pull Dustin Bufflin out of retirement to lay him out one time. The fear is the fear isn't all oh, the big dude's gonna come lay him out. The fear is a big enough dude is gonna sucker him, and that's exactly what you don't want. Like, yeah, I a lot of people hate Tom Wilson, and a lot of the shit he does on the ice is not okay. But you can't I, wish it, to, for that guy to get concussed either. Like, well, and like for 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 me, like I'm. I get tired of the fact that, like, oh, he's a good player. I don't care about any of that. 
Yeah, and he, like none of this, none of this factors in. He could be the best player ever. It doesn't matter if he's out there intentionally injuring people. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it was. I think it's easier for the league to suspend guys. I think. I think it's easier for the league to suspend guys like Orion Reeves. You know, the the. Chris Thorburns and Cody McClouds of the world over the years. You know, the guys who were in the league because of that stuff. They have minimal skill, sure. Right. Well, and like they're not a big part of their team. And like, like suspending Tom Wilson really hurts the Caps, right? Like he's a big part of what they do. Well, that's, and, <laughs> but at the same time, is Artemi Panarin not a big part of what the Rangers do? But to my earlier points, and I don't know that this is, not necessarily justice or correct or truthful here in that the NHL could have easily suspended that dude for the rest of the regular season, which is four games. Yeah. And the Washington Capitals roll into the playoffs. Maybe they're the two seed instead of the one seed, but they get him back for the playoffs and it's not, nobody has to make a big stink about it. Like the dude who deserved to be suspended, got suspended, even if it wasn't as long as someone like, I think it should have been. And the Caps get to play him in the playoffs, and it's fine. It, the complete disregard for even considering a suspension here is ridiculous. Yeah. I just don't. The NHL needs to be better than this. And the, it, Tom it's, Wilson it's has. A, it's a tough spot to be in because. Is it? I don't think it is. I mean, I. I think it's pretty cut and dry. That the minimum. I, mean, I think. I think. I think the Department of Player Safety has the worst job in the world. They. I think because you're very only tough. you're only making people mad, no matter what you do. Sure. Somebody is going to be pissed at you, and they're going to think that you were screwed, and blah 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 blah. There's there's no winning, but there is protecting humans. Mm, just in time. Yes. Indeed, as we have our our man Blaze Hunter in the background. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, just we're kind of we're kind of tripping our way through this awkward Tom Wilson conversation where we both think that suspension was worthy, Probably but worthy. yeah, how did how long do you just how long do you suspend him and blah 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 blah? I'm I don't know. So yeah. Blaze, Blaze, how do you feel about it? A fine, a five thousand dollar fine for all of that nonsense? No, he needs to be suspended. I mean, it's the optics of the NHL right now, right? Like looking at this, Tom Wilson isn't a sweetheart on the ice. Um, he's an interesting fellow because he is skilled, but he also likes to get into scraps. He's been suspended what five times now. There's probably a few more incidents that could probably be reviewed. Um, but I do, I, I, I was listening to you guys before I jumped on, but I, I do agree that, you know, him being in the, like taken out of the playoffs is a big loss for Washington, which can really hurt him. So I, I did like that idea of like suspend him for the rest of the season and then let him jump back in on the playoffs with the $5,000 fine. Is that really, is that really a punishment for him though? Because the caps are already in, I mean, because to me that looks like that is, we're just trying to save some face here. Sure. And it also because they only have a couple games left means they don't have to get they don't have to deal with the arbitration or any of that. Yeah. They don't have to deal with they don't have to deal with anything that 
they have to go through when they try and suspend a guy for a long time. Right. Right. Um, because I think it's I think it's five or more games they have to get and, and they have to get a third party to like yep. mediate. And Wilson so, would undoubtedly appeal and yeah, yeah. They, right, they, right. they suspend him for four games for the rest of the season. Everybody kind of gets their like pound of flesh, right? Right. But instead they did nothing. They a five thousand yeah. dollar fine. That dude's not even gonna notice. And that's yeah. Right, that's like that's, 15 minutes of playing time for him or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> is, is suspending him for the rest of the regular season justice? Maybe not, but it's sure as hell better than this. Would be, would like the first round of playoffs be something where it's like you're hurting the organization, right? For me, for me, that's where I'm at. Yeah. If they had, if they had, if they had said he's suspended for 11 games. Because that covers that covers the rest of the yeah. regular season and that covers the entirety of a first round series. If it carries on over into a second round series, well, maybe he should not be acting such a fool. <laughs> like I I said twenty. I said he should get twenty games. If you want to do the playoff math where playoff games count for two or whatever, that's fine. Who's the last person to get twenty? Ralphie Torres? Was he uh yeah, Rafi Torres with that forty one game suspension? Was that, yeah. was that after Weidman ran into the ref? Because he got twenty games, and then I think he appealed it down to less, though. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's a big time suspension. Um, I especially because almost all of those are playoff games. Yeah. To like for real, I would be fine. Yeah, but Wilson, Wilson's was like Wilson actually that appealed down to what fourteen? I think. Like something yeah. like that. Like his, they they lowered his by quite a bit. It was a significant lowering of his. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. I don't know. I've always been. I've always been. Of the opinion that you should overpunish these guys. Because then you deter you deter it. Like you you give right. them a reason that, to think about it. That's you what give I'm... them a reason to. Not go and see red when you're in a scrum, and you know, four throw. regular season games is far better deterrent than a five thousand dollar fine, even if yeah. it is a little bit of a face fronting thing. Look, like David's question, my question is, would everyone here have the same energy if it was Kadri instead of Wilson? No, I mean, Kadri probably like Kadri closer than you would for a guy with absolutely no history. I, like you would, we would all, we would all be like, look, Kadri deserved something, but it wouldn't yep. be the same way that we feel about Wilson because Wilson just, Wilson has like a legit NHL rap sheet. Well, again, yeah. what is the number one thing the NHL doesn't want? They don't want their players getting hit in the head. And Wilson oh, yeah. has a suspension list of hitting dudes in the head. <laughs> yeah. What the... We got to take our first break. We're sponsored by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Tom Wilson sure as hell makes me want to drink. So go down to the <laughs> DNVR bar and get yourself one of our eight different beers on tap or find the Breck Brew Seltzer 15 can sampler pack of just absolutely delicious hard seltzers at a local liquor store near you. We're also brought to you by Solos Meds. They have amazing deals for you all over the place with four locations here in Colorado. Whether you're up in Fort Collins, you're here in Denver, they got you covered 
all over the place. They have a bunch of awesome deals coming up. For Cinco de Mayo, you can buy three, get one free from their entire store. And, of course, an additional 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. Coming up in the future, all sorts of awesome stuff to come as well. So get on it. Buy three, get one free. Get the 20% off with code DNVR20 and let them know we sent you at solacemeds.com. S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. And, of course... Be sure to sign up for a DNVR membership if you haven't yet. The annual is dope. You get a year of our awesome content. You get a free shirt. You get a free mask. You get 22-ounce beers down at the bar, a bunch of other awesome stuff as well. You can come hang out with us in the lounge, all that stuff. If you're not ready to fully take that dive yet, you can also sign up for the monthly plan where I think the first month is still like 50 cents to if you just want to give us a little uh, a little test of our content, see if you like it. That's that's like zero dollars. <laughs> you you can def- you can definitely afford that uh, just to check us out. Whether it be us, the Broncos, Nuggets, you get access to the, all of that, the Rockies, rugby, you name it. So check it out today. We're kind of cool people. I hope. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Rudo, AJ, and Blaze. Uh, do we want to wrap up this Tom Hunter conversation? Tom Wilson conversation? Oh, geez. Tom, <laughs> Tom Wilson. Sorry. No, did you no, guys t- no disrespect to Tom. Did Hunter. you guys discuss anything about the player safety? Like who's running player safety? And do I, We haven't really talked about Peros. No. Yeah. Yeah. We, every time we talk about player safety, we kind of just gloss over that George Peros <laughs> is the guy running it. Yeah. To me, it doesn't. It just doesn't really matter. George Peros, Brian Burke, any of the guys that have been that have run it over the years. It's just like all you guys do is piss me off. Yeah, it it seems like a hard position to be in as well, right? Like because you have a lot of different factors coming at you, um, wanting you to make different decisions. So yeah, well, and like that's true. I I mentioned like like Department of Player Safety is a thankless job. I don't yeah. mean I, I did not mean that from the perspective of like fans yelling at them. I mean people inside the league. Yeah. Right. That these guys have to work with and that these guys know you know, general managers and owners and, yeah. and presidents of teams and stuff. They're always gonna be pissed off when you drop the hammer on the uh, your team, you know, like right. and yeah. like there are relationships at work. There there are things that could be frayed here when if, if you do over punish a guy. It's not, it's nowhere near, it's nowhere near a good enough reason to, uh, to not act like this, uh, to, to, to not act like Tom Wilson is worthy of having the book. Oh, like sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. The other thing I did want to wrap up this conversation with was the uh, now infamous deleted tweet from the Washington Capitals. <laughs> You know, there's 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 a thing happening on social media. Um, for a long time, it's been you do a dumb, you apologize for the dumb, and you move on. Yep. And then everybody grades your apology, and you can't win no matter what. And people figured that out. And the the trend here has been to lean into the villainy. You know, okay, well, if I'm going to be the bad guy, no matter what, even if I apologize for this, you guys are going to get out the red pen and you guys are going to grade my apology like I'm in school here. I'm not going to apologize for shit. 
I'm the bad guy no matter what, so I'm just going to lean into it as hard as possible. And I think that that... I think that that is where a lot of social media is has been headed because it has to be it has to be absolutely as toxic as possible and i think that that's i think that tweet is a result of things heading in that direction i think it's like a i think you know it's a misfire for sure like it's one thing to be edgy and be with your team but like this thing like going all in on Tom Wilson and standing behind somebody that has just the history that he has. It's, it's a bad look. Yeah, I don't. And I think <laughs> I'm sure the, there was people calling the social media guy. The reality, girl, like, get that of, off. the reality of every one of these situations is context matters. And yeah. when it comes to Tom Wilson and punching people in the head and the safety of other NHL hockey players starting your Tom Wilson tweet with the Washington Capitals chose violence. Read the room, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a very basic reading of the room, but I think look, my opinion, that's exactly what happened. They read the room and they said, our fans are going to lean into this because Look at every time. Look every single time that Tom Wilson does some shenaniganery. What happens? Caps fans rally around that shit and just start yeah. posting pictures of Tom Wilson raising the cup and shit. Like they go to bat for him at every single turn, all the time, without fail. No questions asked. There's no wrong in in their eyes from him. It's that the league has it out for him, which is hilarious. Because it's the exact opposite. The league has done everything they could to enable him. Yeah. And he knows this. Chat, look. He didn't didn't get to where he is in his career without being aware of how to work the system. I totally understand having fun. I'm all about having fun on this podcast. But if I'm ever being that toxic, please tell me to stop. And look, I, I'm no no hard feelings against whoever's working the social media there. I don't know any of the context behind this tweet, and I'm not going to pretend to know. I, I'll never know. But if I do something this stupid, just like uh, tell me to stop doing stupid stuff. <laughs> because I, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I'll put it that way. Super missed the mark. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Super missed the mark. All right, I, that's a that's a. He, you know who should get suspended for a couple of games? That guy, the, the Capitals <laughs> Twitter account. Yeah, send the social media person home for the rest of the regular season. Uh, let him let him think about what he's done or her. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm sure they're in a meeting today right now, having a discussion about what happened last night. <laughs> Hey, Danny, should we move on to a, a more fun topic? Um, yeah, pick one. We've got two. Yeah, let's let's start with Matthews. Let's do Matthews first. Um, can we can we also before <laughs> we get into this? Can we save the the screen full of comments that are about to pop up 
about how awful the North Division is. Because they come in. <laughs> like, stop, guys. Seriously, the West Division is atrocious. Okay? Let's not pretend like Los Angeles and Anaheim and San Jose is some murderer's row of quality teams. You think... Uh... Throw Arizona in there because of the way that the Avs just have a particular knack for embarrassing them. I just don't... You think Let's Austin just... Matthews isn't scoring at a ridiculous rate against goalies like Aiden Hill and Martin Jones? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he got to play a bunch of games against the Senators. Well, huh. They got to the abs. The abs played a bunch of games against the freaking Ducks. Yeah. So against Ryan Miller. <laughs> yeah, like they played a bunch of games against Ryan Miller and Anthony Stolarz and and Turbo. I don't give a shit. Oh, oh. A- AJ lagged out. He's back. <laughs> that was cool. Your internet didn't give a shit. My internet just completely reset itself. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, turbo mode, I don't give a shit, John Gibson is the other guy. So, like, let's let's be real here. Colorado has not had a difficult path here. All right? The West Division is a joke. Yep. That doesn't mean that the North Division is also phenomenal. <laughs> Pretty comparable. It's, it's also not great. It's really, to be honest with you, the, the North Division is a sea of mediocrity. And the West Division is just crazy top heavy. I think the top half of that division is legitimately good. The bottom yeah. half of that division is so so bad. I, I do think there is an argument to the North Division being one of the weaker, if not the weakest, division defensively, though. Um, I mean, I think it's 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 almost impossible to know. Um, I don't because, know about that. Well, because there's no context. The, the teams aren't playing each other. I mean, don't get me wrong. Even if the North Division's defense is weak, Austin Matthews is absolutely still carving up defenses in any division. In this oh, league. 100%. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But. Like, he's he's having the kind of year that, you know, when when Brett Hull scored, what, like 86 once upon a time? Oh, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> like, he's having he's having one of those, like, holy crap kind of years. And and he's one of the elite goal scorers in the NHL today. But he'd be on a 60 goal pace in an 82 game season. Yeah. Like I tweeted out last night, um, what's his face is on a pace for 48 goal season right now. Miko Rantanen is on pace for a 48 goal season. And that dude is getting dusted. It's for not the Rocket Richard trophy. It is not close. It was close for a while. It's not close anymore. How how special of a year is this from Austin Matthews? It's I mean it's it's wild and this is it could be even even more insane given he missed a couple of games with some wrist issues. Yeah. And he just Which goes out there and scores like a madman. It's it's fun. It, it's I think I, I tweeted it out the other day. The last 60-goal season was in 2010, I think. Or was it 2011? I forget. Either way, it's been a decade since we've really seen truly ridiculously high-end scoring come through the NHL. Yeah. Goal scoring. And I mean, this is, 
This is a special. Oh, that's what happened to my internet. Okay. I see. Steam Steam auto started auto my my daily auto uh, updates. Uh, I haven't I haven't set for the afternoon because I'm usually asleep during this time when the abs play every day. Yeah. yeah, and instead of in the middle of the night because I'm usually up and it annoys me. Anyway, um, this is this what we're seeing. I think the strongest argument that you could make for the North division playing a significant role in this is that you have two special seasons going on in the same division at the same time. Like Matthews is, is having the goal scoring, but McDavid is, is just he has 91 points. Monster. Yeah. Um, I mean, he needs nine points in six games to get to a hundred. Yep. It's, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely but- insane. I do want to talk a little bit more about that in the third period. It was Steven Stamkos who scored 60 in 11-12 was the last time that 60 happened. So it's been actually, Joe, almost a decade since the last 60 goal scorer in the NHL. Um, But we do have to take our second period break. So we are brought to you by Hassle Cattle Company, the damn good beef out here for your damn good beer. Jump on over to HassleCattleCompany.com. You can get amazing meats, whether it be their now world-famous Wagyu, whether it be their burger, their, they have a million different types. I, I can't even remember the names of half of them, but they have jerky, steaks, burgers, strips, you name it. You can get all of it from hassle you get 10 percent off when you use that dnvr code with them and you can get free shipping if you order 200 dollars uh eric eric came to the bar the other day talking about how he uh he had to scooter around with his box of meat to deliver it to everybody so <laughs> i watched him come we, in do we know how much his scooter cost because i was curious if there was more money in the scooter <laughs> or the box of meat because <laughs> it was like 500 dollars worth of meat yeah. like it was no joke yeah <laughs> Go the scooter's a little bit more but call up uh, call up Gabby and be like, hey, do you guys insure meat? <laughs> Just in right. case I crash this thing. Just so meat we delivered can, on a scooter. <laughs> because we have our company order of Hassle Cattle Company uh, <laughs> being delivered uh, our, on a our, scooter. <laughs> our meat order being delivered via scooter, so we need to get it insured separately. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, this is this is how we stay in business with our partners. We find a way. <laughs> Roll them all together. As as Scott C. has so accurately detected, if you want to ensure your meat is looking good, <laughs> head on over to manscaped.com and uh, use code DNVR to get 20% off and free shipping on their perfect package 3.0. Whether it be oh, their yeah. lawnmower trimmer, their deodorant, their toner, all of their hair care products, they can take care of you both above and below the belt. Jump on over there. It works for everybody. Men, women, you name it. They got you. <laughs> and last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can head on over there, sign up with a new account with code DNVR, and you will get amazing odds boosts every single day. But for new users right now, you can turn a $1 into $55 with the <clears throat> excuse me. 
with the big event coming up this weekend. Again, we have some fights going on. All you have to do is bet on either fighter in the main event to win. $1 becomes 55 bucks. Why not jump on it? Get into the other odds boosts as well. Someone, I know someone made money on Kadri scoring the other night. I know somebody made good money on that. So <laughs> jump in, get yourself some money with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their top-rated app now. Let them know we sent you with that DNVR code for a limited time only. All users get that $1 for $55 opportunity. Other terms, restrictions, conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. That's right. Their Manscaped products will not treat you like Tom Wilson treats hockey players. It's very <laughs> true. You guys ever read the reviews on the website? I have not. <laughs> There's got to like, be some gems in there. This guy's like, my balls love it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like treating his balls as like a separate entity that has their own feeling. Like, bro, you're the one that loves it. <laughs> Third period of the just D- in time for my wife at our anniversary. <laughs> Third period of the DNVR Avalanche this content. <laughs> this is our next free uh, free skate Friday segment. Oh God! Just reading manscaped reviews. Just pulling the best, <laughs> the the best of these reviews. Amazing, uh, Connor McDavid, dude. Is he gonna do it? He has to at this point. He's been too dominant. He's got game last night. He had four points. Yeah, two he has nine. Assists. He has nine points to go in six games. Yeah, like total. Have to, totally in the reach. At that, at this point, it's like, dude, it would be an upset if he didn't make it. Because, oh, like, man. what? He has two more three-point games, and then you're like, oh, now he's got four games to score three points? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's all. He's just got to have two more three-point games. That's... Dude, he, he's having them every night right I now. I know, I know, but... Like, the There's guy, I don't know. The, the, this is, this, I, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that instead of being mad that he's going to win the Hart Trophy, this was one to be appreciated. Witness yeah. greatness. This is something special. And to be honest, Edmonton has been good enough that if they emerge from the North in the postseason, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> nope. Because what is when you talk about a postseason matchup against Colorado, the number one place that you start is, okay, well, Nathan McKinnon. Well, if they've got Connor McDavid, then great. Like yeah. you're that number one thing that you're most excited about is equalized. Now, Mike Smith has been great. You still probably feel a little better about Philip Grubauer, not significantly so, to be honest. Kale McCarr, X the an an X factor, the Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Sam Gerard trio, something that you feel a lot better about than than like Tyson Berry and Darnell Nurse. But at the same time, man, you don't want. I I mm, I don't want anything to do with that Oilers saw, dude. The one v one right of line one would be insane. Like, do you think McKinnon would just come out and elevate his game too? Because he knows he's gonna have yeah. to bring it against McDavid. Try oh, yeah. Like, 
that that would be <laughs> i mean scary but super fun to watch it could be it could be the series we didn't get in 96 with Sackick and Forsberg going against Lemieux and Yager yeah because that, Florida ruined everything yeah. <laughs> and decided I, to freak up play one good series i mean <laughs> the thing the thing with McDavid and the Avs too is there's a little bit of historical dominance there where the Avs can be up 4-1 going into the third period against McDavid and all Avs fans are like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> this game is so far from over. I'm I'm 100% scared of the Oilers if they get to round three. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's potential realized. Yep. I'm, I may not pick them to come out of their first round series, whatever it ends up being. I don't know, but... McDavid, McDavid playing the way that he is, boy, I tell you, if McDavid's playing like this and they can't get out of a first round series with him on this level, sell the team. What do you even do at that point? Yeah, yeah. Especially because you're getting the season that you are out of Mike Smith. Like I can't. You're not relying on that. That's not happening. That's probably not happening again, right? I did want to contextualize McDavid's season a little bit. Um. DNVR then BSN started in 2015, correct? Yeah. So in that in in BSN's four, first four year of existence, there you go. In in BSN's first hockey season of existence, the Art Ross Trophy was won by Jamie Ben, who scored 89 points in 82 games. Yeah, we all knew that that was messed up too when it happened. Connor McDavid has 91 points in 50 games. <laughs> he's special. Human highlight reel. Well, and he, I mean, he's on he's on his way to this is his fifth year. Yes. He's had four so. this this will be his fourth 100 point season. And the only reason that he doesn't have a fifth was because he only played I think 48 games in year 1. He, and he was on point per game pace that year yeah, as an 18 year old. So he's, I, th- I think, I think people transitioning straight from Crosby. Like, yep. And then like Crosby for like a, like the Crosby Ovi thing for such a long time. And then rolling right into McDavid. I, I've always felt like McDavid is a little underappreciated. I agree. Actually. Wide. Because I think when McDavid's done, that dude, we're talking about a top three skater of all time here that we're I mean, getting to watch. Well, yeah. the, part of McDavid's underappreciation is unfortunately that he plays in Edmonton. Like the, the team success has been nothing. The Crosby came into the league and basically immediately turned Pittsburgh around. Now, you know, guys like Malkin and Flurry also helped that quite a bit. Yeah, but... and like Drysaddle's been a great running mate, but it's like. Just Drysaddle, and now they're—I mean—they're a lot. They're, they're, year, they're certainly more well-rounded right now. Right. Yeah, is yeah. this year the start of them getting it together a little bit? But you know, maybe they shouldn't have blown two games in a row to the Ducks a couple of years back, and they'd be something. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, have, I have a lot of memories of that series. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It just it like coincided with a really weird time in my social life, and so that's what I remember that series for. Is each one of the games in that series is like a different 
disastrous either date night or like somebody had a problem and it was oh like, boy oh God. so that's what i re- that's what i remember that series for <laughs> those games coinciding with fiascos in my personal life the emotional connection is real yeah. oh yeah <laughs> that one particular series i don't couldn't couldn't tell you what was going on in any other series yeah but that one it just happened to be it happened to be the one that was on in the every bar that I was in. Well, that, sorry, guys. McDavid's a sub-50% face-off guy. He can't win any awards oh. now. Uh, well, <laughs> I love that everybody's like, oh, he doesn't back check. And then if you actually like pull up yeah. his impacts and That's, stuff this year, and yeah. you look, and it's like, is he, is he, like, are you talking about a Selkie candidate? No. No. But He's it's kind of like black hole defensively. Either, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of like with McKinnon, where it's quietly just yeah, yeah. People don't look that's at from, it. That's from a few years ago when he first came into the league. He kind of like coasted around. He was like a Mako shark out there, right? Like he would just kind of coast there. Then you would see blood in the water, meaning the puck was somewhere, and he would just fly. And he wasn't really doing any like defensive positioning or back checking things of that nature. But now it's like he's the full package, yeah, and he knew that was going to come with yeah, age. Pretty normal adjustment for a guy whose head and shoulders are better than everyone he's ever played against in yeah. his entire yeah. life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and then like even in even in junior, you know, like you look at the the London or the the London the Erie team that he was yeah. on. Oh my gosh, there was some, there was so much talent. Yep. It's Andre Burkowski, the third uh, third wheel of that line, yeah, yeah. Like you look at, and so I just pulled up his, um, I pulled up his heat map from on Hockey Viz. His defense is still plus five percent, so it's still bad. But that's not but like catastrophic. That's all right. Yeah, last year, last year was thirteen percent. The yeah. last two years is basically thirteen percent. Okay. So it's like this is a huge jump for him. Again, you're not confusing him with a, like a defensive stalwart here. It's just that yeah. he's no longer like a total black hole there. <laughs> right. No, so really. I, I well, and then if you look at another reason why I'm like afraid of McDavid is just his career against Colorado. He has shredded yep. the abs. Yep. Oof. Anyway, I've I have enjoyed it's the it's the only time we'll ever get to just enjoy McDavid from afar because <laughs> yeah, there's no like like if they if they it's funny because you're not afraid of any like particular playoff route because you just don't know what they are. You're not like, oh well they're gonna play that team and they're gonna and then they get that team and then they bam, you know, they're okay. You get like, to round three, and it could be anybody that you're playing. Yeah. yeah, like it could be you just have no idea. Even even when we get there, it's like okay, well, if, if this team, and then the you know, it it's dependent on all four of the teams being there for you to figure out what the matchups are and what the route looks like. You can't just because normally, like you know, in the Western Conference, you're like, okay, well, they're the top team in the Pacific, so they'll be on the other side of the bracket, and like yeah. they, you'll see each other in the conference finals only. Yep. So this year, it's just like, no. I, I mean, Dylan Strom was an amazing junior player. 
he what he, the year after McDavid left, he put up like 120 points or something yeah. with Erie. Yeah. So like he was an amazing junior player. He had an unbelievable junior career. So I'm definitely not. It's like would it was like McKinnon and Duran. Like those guys had insane numbers together, and then when they would get hurt, they had insane numbers apart. Yep. So the Cole Caulfield start in Montreal has been fun. The, I'm not the overtime part of it, but the fact that he's come in and scored goals is maybe the most predictable thing ever. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna have a really really interesting ten years looking at that draft, but specifically see looking, who comes out in 15, yeah, 16, 17. 15, 16, <laughs> yeah. 17. Yep, because all Peyton of those guys Krebs got are, his first assist the other night. Yep, Peyton Krebs. That I was hoping Vegas wouldn't figure that out for another year. <laughs> I don't love that. I don't. I don't love that they seem to have figured that one out. Um, but at the same time, they're not. The other teams aren't going to love when Alex Newhook drops into this lineup this week. Tomorrow. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm tomorrow. Let's I'm hopeful. Go. To be honest, yeah. I'm hopeful. I what are you waiting for? You wanted to get him a practice with the team. You wanted to get it like the systems that they're running in the AHL are pretty much the same. So right. he's still trying to get up to speed with everything anyway. Just roll in there. Yep. Just oh. drop him in there and let him let him let him do his thing. It's the sharks. Like you're six and one against them. If you lose tomorrow, you're really not caring that much. Yeah. Great place to start. All right. Well, I think it's about time for the Avs uh, media availability. So we are going to wrap this one up. Thank you everybody for watching, listening. However, you consume the podcast, be sure to like, and subscribe on YouTube. Highly recommend you check it out on YouTube because you know, we have faces you can you can put a face to the voice if you haven't yet. Highly recommend you you see what we look like and understand that Blaze is the hottest person on this podcast. <laughs> that and that's sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, whether it be just the DNVR Avalanche account, AJ, Nathan, double underscore Rudolph. You're you're just at Blaze Hunter. Look at that. He's smart. He wrote his in as his name. That's an easy one. That uh, was a that was a tip from uh, at D line. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We'll we'll update you with any important abs news as it comes out during the availability. So until next time, which I guess will be super late night tomorrow because that's what the abs do these days. We'll see you then. 